0: Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
1: Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Come and draw from the well of salvation. Be made clean, let Him wash you in truth is the fountain of living water. Come and be made new. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all You in the desert where your sin left you lost on the brink. He is the fountain of living water. Come to him, dear sinner, and drink. To him.
0: A part of the nature, the fallen nature of
2: man, is that we despise the weak. We despise love. We see it as weakness. We want to be strong, domineering, listened to. It's a strange phenomenon that we despise the weak. And we define love as weakness. In the scriptures, we see this played out time after time after time. Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm going to begin preaching a series of messages I've already started. And I'm going to deal with who is God. We seem to love this Marshmallow Jesus, but we despise him. A God who is weak. No, we want a manly God. A God we fear, but we don't fear Jesus. We despise him.
0: I could give you many examples of how the American church utterly despises Jesus. He is the soft
2: feather touch. I want to tell you that's totally wrong. Jesus is a ferocious God. He is the one
0: who spoke the world into existence. Jesus is the one who made the determination to cause a flood that would take the life of every living human being
2: and established Noah in an ark with the animals. This Jesus that we worship was the one who led the children of Israel out of Egypt and who slew his enemies. There's a saying that I like very much. God is not a tame wolf. That is, Jesus is not a tame animal. And if you don't respect him, you will despise him. And most of you despise Jesus. You have room in your heart For the soft touch Jesus, the Santa Claus Jesus, the cotton candy Jesus, he is none of them. In the book of Exodus, we find the children of Israel are carried by a mighty
0: God of heaven out of Egypt. They see the whole nation destroyed before their eyes. They see the storms.
2: And then they see the Pesach, the Passover. The Pesach simply means the
0: wing of God. And they see the wing of God outstretched over their lives. And they are able to leave the slavery of Egypt after 400 years. They're born as a nation again. A nation taken from a nation
2: by the mighty hand of Jesus, by God. They leave Egypt and they begin to be organized. And
0: three months after they leave Egypt, they are brought through the desert
2: and they find themselves at Mount Sinai. And there God is going to deal with them. As they encamp
0: before the mountain of God, Sinai, Moses goes up to God. God calls him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and to the people of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant,
2: you shall be my treasured possession. You notice it's not a free offer.
0: You're going to have to behave yourselves. You're going to have to do what you are told to do. And then you will be a treasured possession among all the peoples of the earth to me. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you shall speak to the people of Israel.
2: This was not a a soft touch God. This was not a God who was just love, love, love. This was a God who said, I will love you, and you will obey me. They prepared themselves for God to speak to them in a public address. The Lord
0: said to Moses, I'm going to come to you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and they may believe you forever.
2: In other words, I'm going to come and terrify those people. And I'm going to terrify them that they will be afraid to sin. God understood the natural man
0: If you look carefully at Romans, the sixth chapter, you will see God gives a very clear message on how you can become one of His children and be born again from above. But I want to tell you, it's not a soft touch. It's not, I love you so much, you can do anything you want to do, and and I'll take care of you, and I, 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 I. No! It's a powerful God speaking to a weak people and saying, if you don't fear me, you don't have a chance of salvation. I want you to hear this today. Somebody said to me, I didn't like what you said yesterday, Pastor, in your sermon, but it was good for me. I need to understand this. If you have no terror of God, You cannot be saved. His wrath will sweep you away. This God is not a soft touch. Just because this God came, bowed his head on Calvary, wore the thorns for you and me, just because he took the beating and did not
2: do anything back. Don't mistake this thinking God will not judge. Our God is a ferocious yet loving God. Don't make the mistake of thinking that you can walk as you choose
0: and make all the excuses you want to make, and somehow this God is going to let you off the hook. You are responsible for your behavior. You are responsible for your sin. And that must be
2: washed away. But it's not going to be easy. You're going to have to, number one,
0: admit your guilt before a holy God. Two, you're going to
2: have to confess that it was wrong of you. I'm coming to you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and they may
0: also believe you forever. Now, tell them to wash their
2: clothes, to consecrate themselves. And on the third day, the Lord Jesus, the awesome God of the Old Testament, they're the same. He will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. So, verse 16,
0: this is Exodus 19, verse 16. On the the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightning and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had
2: descended on it in fire The smoke of of the mountain went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled. Greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet
0: grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in the thunder.
2: And the Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain and called Moses to come up. Now God spoke all of these words saying I am the Lord your God who brought you
0: out of the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery and now God begins to speak the, what we know of as the Ten Commandments it is the backbone
2: of the Judeo-Christian religion God spoke these words you shall have no other gods before me.
0: You shall not make for yourselves a carved image of any likeness, anything that is in the heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers of the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hear me and hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love
2: me and keep my commandments. Do you hear what God is saying? Be careful. To the third and fourth generation I will show love. But if you don't keep my commandments, I will show hatred. I will show my love to thousands of generations, 12,000, if you will keep my commands.
0: This is an awesome God, a ferocious God, a jealous God. He does not play games. Yet today we despise this God of heaven. We treat him as though he's a jolly good friend. Or we totally ignore him and say,
2: Ah, blow him off. He's nothing. He's the creator God. He's the creator God of heaven and earth. You don't dare despise someone who is that powerful. No, God knew that Americans love power. And Satan knew that if he could cast Jesus in the image of a doting Santa Claus that we don't even believe in,
0: his word would not be sufficiently important for us to even read it.
2: And I talk with people, and I ask them questions, like, do you know the story of the Good Samaritan? No, what's
0: that? We have become biblically
2: illiterate, despising the word of the living God. We like our our make-believe stories on the television or the internet. We like our are horror movies. We like things that are not real. We despise the living God of heaven. And there is a heavy price to pay for treating Jesus in that way. There will be a judgment of fire upon this nation. He continues, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not
0: hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Oh, we take the name of God in America very lightly and in vain. There's no
2: substance. There's no fear of God. I can remember when I was a boy. I heard preachers preaching Fire and brimstone, if you sin against God, you will die, and then I heard through a number of
0: years oh we don't we don't want preachers who preach fire and brimstone; we want
2: sermons that teach us how to get more money, prosperity. Pastor Morris is
0: a very famous pastor in America. He preaches the love
2: of God, and he preaches the prosperity and blessing of God. But he doesn't preach the righteousness of God, the judgment of God. There's no fear of God in his heart. There's no fear of God in his church. It's, as far as I'm concerned, a pagan church. It's not a real church. It's a pagan place. And I could say that of many Joel Olstein. He's a pagan, he's not even a Christian. Oh he talks the Christian, but he's not a Christian. He doesn't have any doesn't have any fire in his message. He blows everybody off and, and encourages them in their sin. And then we come. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the
0: seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son, your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, or your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, and the sea and all of them they rested on the seventh day. Therefore the
2: Lord blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. We said, Oh that doesn't that doesn't count anymore. Yes it does. And the way this Sabbath day counts is so
0: deep. That people would rather just keep the seventh day and say, "Oh, I'm a seventh- day adventist i keep I keep the Sabbath day holy, wrong they've totally misunderstood what God was doing.
2: They despise the Word of the Lord. Let me read it for you Hebrews the book of Hebrews. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse 6. It still remains that some will enter that rest or that Sabbath rest.
0: And those who formerly had the gospel preached to them did not go in because of their disobedience therefore god again said a certain day calling it today when a long time later he spoke through david as they said before today if you hear his voice do not harden your heart for if joshua had given them rest god would not have spoken later of another
2: rest another day there remains then a sabbath Rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters
0: God's rest also rests from his own work, that is God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following the example of their disobedience. For the word of God is a living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the, the dividing soul
2: and spirit joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart.
0: Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight.
2: Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes to whom we must give account. So, what do I mean? Well, in the old covenant, you had one day a week that was called Sabbath.
0: In the new covenant, you have seven days a week that is called the
2: Sabbath well, wait a minute, Pastor, how do I earn my living if I have to have Sabbath
0: one day, seven days a week? Well, it's it's a very simple answer, but
2: you refuse to read Hebrews 3 and 4 enough until it finally sinks in that when we are born again, We're born in the Spirit. And now, yes, we go to places where we call it work, but it's
0: not work. We're not going there for money. We're going there as a testimony and as a witness to bring
2: people to Jesus Christ. We are seven days a week, a Christian,
0: fulfilling the gospel commission living in the Spirit
2: every day. We now belong to Jesus. He died on Calvary.
0: And we now are given to him and all of our money, all of our time, all of our energy, everything we have. Like the apostles, we are given unto Jesus and
2: he claims us as his own. And every day, is a beautiful Sabbath day that we keep holy by not
0: walking in any sin, not walking in any wickedness, walking in full surrender to Jesus, walking
2: in full commitment to him to do his work. Most people I know who call themselves Christians (laughs) go to work but there's no salvation there. No one comes
0: to Jesus because of their witness and their testimony. Why? Because they're almost totally prayerless. They have no power. Their words are not powerful words. They might speak about a a loving Jesus. But a loving Jesus will not bring anyone to salvation. Oh, yes, his kindness is meant to bring us to repentance, and that's true. But only if we understand that behind that kindness, there is a God who
2: judges for eternity. You can't play games with God. Like the man who says, I'm an addict to sex. God knows that, and he's just, going to have to put up with me the way I am.
0: Because I tried to overcome my addiction and I could not. Did you know that all addiction has a demonic element in it? And the blood of Jesus Christ breaks the power of every addiction. The blood of Jesus, the pasak of God, the wing of God goes over you
2: and protects you from the enemy. Hear what I'm saying to you today. God is a powerful God. He wants to redeem you by
0: his blood. He wants to transform you into a new creature. Not a a half hybrid of righteousness and sin. That's not what God died for. Jesus
2: died on Calvary to save you completely, to deliver you. Why would he do that? Because in fact, he does love you. He does love you. But if you refuse him, and you cling to your sin, and you cling to the Christian faith, you are despising the blood of Jesus Christ. And the day will come when that blood will mean nothing to you is something sentimental. One person smugly asks, do you have communion every Sunday? No, we
0: don't. Because communion for us is
2: communion with Jesus. Jesus. Now, you can do communion every Sunday. It's fine. For some years, my wife and I did communion every
0: day, first thing when we woke up in the morning. That was our wake-up to go back to Jesus from our depths of rest and sleep. Communion is precious. The Eucharist is precious.
2: I don't call it Eucharist, but some of you will know it by that. Jesus does love us. But if you take that Jesus' love and you treat it casually as though there is no judgment, as though he's a a pushover, then you will face the fire of God on the great day of judgment and you will be burned in hell. It's that simple. It's time for repentance.
0: It's time for revival. And I hear Christians say, Oh, I want revival. I'll be careful what you ask for.
2: Because revival will be the Holy Spirit uncovering all of your sin. And then you're going to have to deal with it. Then you're going to have to deal with the wickedness of your heart. Do you understand? This God is a ferocious God. And a loving God. And I praise his name but he will not put up with any
0: sin in your heart and say, that's okay, you can't change it. Of course you can't,
2: but he can and he will if you'll allow him. You're going to have to humble your heart. You're going to have to humble your heart. Now he goes on. honor your father and your mother and your that your days may be long in the land that the lord your god is giving you treat your parents with respect provide for them you shall not murder
0: jesus said if you're angry with your brother you've already murdered him
2: read the declaration of righteousness on your knees on before a living god In Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes,
0: everything is about the attitude of the heart.
2: The despising of Jesus is an attitude of the heart that has to go. You shall not commit adultery. That includes fornication.
0: These are the commands of God. Are you living with someone you're not married to? Then you're on your way to hell. And you can change that. You're either going to have to leave or marry
2: them. And repent of living in fornication. And seek the face of God. This is serious stuff. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Or his male servant. Or his
0: female servant. Or his ox. Or his Mercedes.
2: (laughs) No, it doesn't say that. Did you know there used to be a a real problem in the Christian church.
0: Charles Finney always had to deal with it. It was called equipage. Well, what's equipage? It's the harness and the horse and the buggy that you ride in that you have dolled up to say you're somebody
2: important and everybody should bow down. Well, we do that with our cars. Or we don't. Don't covet anything that is your neighbor's. Now, when all the people when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpets
0: and the mountains smoking, the people were afraid and trembled. And they stood far off and said to Moses, You
2: speak to us, and we will listen, but do not let this God speak to us lest we die. Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. the people stood far off while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. My brother, my sister, do you hear the word of God today? Do you see how you have despised Jesus by treating him like a make-believe Santa Claus. You have treated him like he doesn't matter.
0: You go to church wearing your casual clothes. Well, does God mind? Yes, God minds very much. Why would he mind? Because you would not go to see a president of the United States in flip-flops and shorts. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't cover your body with ugly tattoos if you had respect for the creator of that body. If God wanted you to have
2: tattoos, he would have given them to you when he made you in your mother's womb. A total disrespect for the creator a disrespect in the way we speak, a casualness when we pray. No fervency, no no fire when we pray. And I've been guilty of this. I used to teach, you pray by talking to
0: God as though he were your friend. No. I was wrong. You pray by talking to God as though he is the mighty God of heaven
2: who created you, who owns you. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, you are not your own. You were bought at a price. You are property. it speaks of slavery in the in the book of exodus makes an interesting statement
0: that a slave is your money now recognize that he is still a person you're responsible to god for how you treat him now i don't believe in slavery but i want you to hear the perspective that the slave owner says That person is my
2: money. I paid for him. He produces for me. God looks at
0: you as God's money. And he expects
2: that you will produce for him for the kingdom of eternity. Now he loves you. And he's going to allow his. Pesach, his his wing of protection to be over you. I praise God for that. I need the Pesach of God over my life. Some of you are suffering, like I am. My right leg is broken. It doesn't work, and I have to use a walker everywhere I go. I'm broken. But I'm praising God because I know he is going to heal me. He is going to restore me. He's promised me that.
0: I recognize that I am a slave of God. I am a servant of God. The Apostle Paul uses this term regularly in his writings. He refers to us as... Servants of God, as it's translated in the NIV. But the Greek word
2: is a slave who has no rights of his own. Who has no possessions of his own. I hope you hear how I've spoken to you today. I've not meant to be harsh. I'm not angry with you. But I am sick in my heart. I am sick in my heart for the way the American
0: church despises Jesus shows
2: him no respect and no honor, does not walk in obedience to his word. The one I told you about who had never heard the story of the Good Samaritan attends a Lutheran church regularly. I wonder what they talk about at church. She's in her 40s. Never heard the story of the Good Samaritan. My brother, my sister, have you understood what I've said to you today? If so, go on the chat line. Make your confession of faith. It's time for revival in America. But we will not have revival in America until America is ready to repent. And I fear that it's going to take some terrible punishment to wake America up and say, I better get back to God. Mount Saint. What is it in the West? Saint Helens? It's ready to blow again. Can you imagine? We're going to see things that are terrifying. And it's Jesus
0: He will bring judgments upon America if America does not repent on its own, and so far America has not repented on its own. We seem to only respect a two before over the head. Does our economy have to crash and burn before America will turn to Jesus? I remember nine eleven
2: Pastor David Wilkerson said to me. Ray, the church was packed for several weeks and then everybody went back to normal. I know America is going to have to suffer before we'll be ready to repent. That grieves my heart.
0: For it's not in God's heart to to cause suffering among the people
2: but he will. He always has. When God's people have treated him with disdain, disrespect. Well, we're nearing that place again where where God is going to bring severe judgment on this nation. That terrifies me for, for all of us. but it's going to happen. I'm not a prophet. I've just read the word of God. And that's what the word of God says. He will judge the wicked. It's not been easy for me to preach these messages. come from many tears in the prayer closet. Let's pray. Lord, there are many listening to these broadcasts who are suffering in their bodies like I am. We're in the school of suffering. We're learning. We're growing. Lord, I'm asking for your mercy. For those who are suffering from diseases or broken limbs, cancer. Lord, there are many diseases and they cause much suffering.
0: I pray that in the midst of the suffering, my brothers and sisters
2: will turn back to you, Jesus, and earnestly seek after you. And I also pray for your mercy, for your healing power, for your deliverance. Lord, there are many others who are in trying financial situations, They need the help that only you can bring to them. Lord, I pray for your mercy.
0: For brothers and sisters who've lost their jobs or lost their homes.
2: Who are in the point of losing everything. Lord, would you arrest them? Will you stop them in their
0: tracks and cause them to get on their face before you and cry aloud for you alone
2: have the power to deliver them. And Lord, I pray for those today who are in the midst
0: the valley of decision. They've heard the message. It's been disturbing for them. Will you guide their thoughts Will you bring deep conviction of their sin? And will you cause men and women in America to begin to cry out to you, Jesus, and repent of their
2: sins, and begin to cast them off in the name of Jesus? Men and women who will trust the blood
0: to come and wash them clean, to totally take away their addictions
2: to alcohol and tobacco, Pornography. Yea, Lord, even incest. I pray, Lord, you will bring deep conviction to the hearts of men and women right now. They know what their sin is. Will you turn them back that they would not be lost and cast into the fire? Lord, we can't stay the way we are. There has to be a a dramatic change. I pray, oh God, you will bring that dramatic change. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you for the word that you've given to me today. And I pray that it will find its target, that you will cause men and women to take this broadcast and pass it on to a friend, to a parent, sons and daughters. Lord, have your way. Have your way, Jesus. You are the mighty God the Almighty God of heaven and earth. You are the creator. Lord, we're told in the book of Colossians that you are the one who created all things,
0: that you were the the in-the-beginning God. You was in-the-beginning pre-incarnate Jesus. Almighty
2: God of heaven, have mercy upon us. Alert us. Awaken us. Don't let us stay in our, our fitful slumber with the devil. Change us in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I pray in your name. Amen. My brother and sister. These are not pleasant messages. I know that. But pleasant messages will not accomplish the work of God in this wicked, despising age of arrogance. So Lord, I pray that you'll put your word in my mouth. That you'll put your word in my heart. and that I will not be slow
0: to respond to your Holy Spirit's call to speak these
2: messages to my tears, to the sorrow of my heart. Lord, I trust what you're doing. I trust that you will take these words and bring forth the revival that is so desperately needed now in this city. In this nation. Lord, have your way. And I pray, Lord, that you'll move in the hearts of men and women who are who are sick, who are ready to give up. Lord, encourage their hearts today. Lord, put your arms around your people. Give us eyes that see and hearts that respond to your kindness. Oh, Jesus. Do your work among your people. And we will praise you and honor you and glorify you. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. I pray that God will move in your hearts to give for this gospel work.
0: I can't do it alone. I'll preach as the Lord leads me to, but will you support as the Lord leads you to? Go to our webpage, National prayerchapel.com That's NationalPrayerChapel.com I love you, my brothers and sisters. I hope you hear that. I'll talk to you soon.